so what's Nike's slogan? Just do it. Some people say, hey, fake it till you make it. Well, what we're saying here with the Factor Points Discipleship Podcast is just faith it. Launching a new series today called Just Faith It. It's all about learning to walk by faith. I'm going to dive deep into what faith is, how we get it, and also how do we have great faith. Today we're going to be talking specifically about why is faith important? Why is understanding how to apply faith, as some call it, as scripture calls it, walking by faith, so important in our lives? Thank you for listening. Please subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes and also share this podcast with someone that you think may be a blessing to them. And also give us a review wherever you're listening, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, so many other platforms out there that all helps when you give a review and and give us five stars if you think we're earning that. And please help us to help more people, help us to reach more people with this message of discipleship and the gospel of Jesus Christ. So let's dive right in. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6 it says this and without faith it is impossible to please him meaning God for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him so why is faith so important because if we don't have faith we cannot please God this language is very specific it doesn't say that without faith it's difficult to please God It says without faith, it's impossible to please God. There's no other way. There's no other way to live a life that's pleasing in the sight of God other than to live your life by faith. If this is true and we're all going to stand before God one day and give an account to him for the lives we've lived, it's really important that we not only understand what faith is, but also how to live by faith. So, We understand why faith is so important. We got to have it in order to please God. So now we want to define what faith is. Now, before I get into the definition of faith, I want to say up front that faith doesn't always flow with our feelings and our feelings don't always flow with faith, especially godly biblical faith. All right. This is a huge aspect of understanding because many people don't realize how many times their feelings can interfere with the faith choices they need to make. So what we don't want to do is continue to make feelings-based choices. We want to make faith-based choices. Hopefully through this teaching series, we'll learn a more appropriate response to our feelings so that we aren't giving our decisions over to our feelings. And I'm not saying it's wrong to feel. We're human beings. We have souls and emotions. We're going to have feelings all the time. But let's not give our feelings the steering wheel. Okay. Our feelings don't belong in the driver's seat. Our feelings, I don't even think they belong in the passenger seat. Your feelings should be in the back seat or the trunk. Okay. Our feelings should not get the priority that we often give them when it comes to the decisions that we make in life. Those priority decisions, the guidance of our lives, that's reserved for God. That's reserved for the Holy Spirit. But I know in my own life, I've often let my feelings get in the way of what I knew faith was dictating in terms of the direction I was called to go. All right, so let's keep going. In Hebrews 11, we have what many call the Faith Hall of Fame. It lists many great men and women of God ranging from Abel to Abraham, Sarah, Joseph, Moses, Gideon. There's so many others. 
And in every verse that refers to these individuals who lived lives that were pleasing to God, and, and it's not saying that they're perfect, they made mistakes, but God used them to do some great and powerful things. In this chapter in Hebrews 11, these individuals' names are preceded by two very powerful words, and that is by faith. If you look in your Bible, your Bible app, and just go through in Hebrews chapter 11, you'll see over and over again, by faith, by faith, and then you'll see the name, by faith, Abraham, by faith, Sarah, by faith, Moses, over and over again. So that's why it's called the Hall of Fame of Faith. None of us can live lives that are pleasing to God without living by faith. It should be your goal and mine as, as these believers in the Hall of Fame that we live lives that are marked by by faith moments because if we live by faith not by feelings then and only then are we living a life that's pleasing in the sight of God so throughout your life you should have pivotal by faith moments and it's important that we get this because it doesn't mean that in a by faith moment we don't also have feelings that are going on that might want to pull us in a different direction but you better believe Moses, Abraham, Sarah, Joseph, they all experienced some feelings that were contrary to what their faith dictated. But they're in the Hall of Fame of faith because they made a choice to go the direction of their faith, not the direction of their feelings or fear or anxiety or worry or whatever negative emotion they were feeling. They went with the step of faith that God was leading them in. Let's continue with Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. It says this, and I'm going to give you four different translations because we're breaking down a definition here. So I really want to expand on this verse and dive into the definition of what faith is. Aren't you, aren't you glad and we're blessed that the, the Bible gives us a definitive definition of what faith is? So Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says, in the ESV, English Standard Version, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. The Amplified Bible says, now faith is the assurance, title, deed, confirmation of things hoped for, things that are divinely guaranteed. And the evidence of these things, the conviction of their reality Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. That's a pretty powerful definition there. I want to read that last part again. It's the conviction of their reality. Conviction meaning you know something is true, something is right. Faith comprehends, it internalizes, it believes as fact what cannot be expressed or experienced by the physical senses. So you can't see it yet. You can't touch it yet. You can't hear it. There's there's no physical representation of it. But faith dictates to you that it's real. It's reliable. You can trust that it's on the way or that it is really in existence. In the NIV, it says this. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Lastly, the New American Standard Bible says now faith is the certainty of things hoped for a proof of things not seen very good stuff here 
again, I, now I gave you those four translations because they all use a little bit different vocabulary, especially to amplify it. It does exactly what that translation says. It amplified it. It gave us a lot more to chew on using words like title deed and confirmation. But there, there's some repeat here. There's some repeat here in some of the terms. It says there's three words I want you to focus in on things hoped for. Out of all those three translations, we saw the word hope in every single one of them. I think the NIV is the only one that didn't use things hope for. It says in what we hope for. And so there's a connection between faith and hope. In essence, hope is actually a part of the definition of faith. So now watch this breakdown. So faith is the assurance, title deed, confirmation, confidence, certainty of things we hope for. So if we aren't hoping for something, we're not really living by faith. And I would argue there's no need for faith if you don't have a hope. To give some more distinction here, hope by definition is an expectation of something good right now notice i said expectation of something good because if you were anticipating or expecting something bad that's not called hope that's called worry so hope is the antithesis it's the opposite of worry when you're hoping for something it's something good that you are believing for there's an expectation of arrival of a blessing something good in your life so when we're walking by faith we're hoping in something good that we believe is on the way, even though we can't see it, taste it, feel it, hear it, experience it with any of our senses. We have something else that we're trusting in, believing that that thing we're hoping for is on the way. So now this leads us to our next point here and that question. And it brings us to a question. Where do the things we hope for come from? If we're going to understand faith, we must understand hope. Okay, so what are you hoping for? Where did your hope originate? Many times the source of our hopes and aspirations, they go unchecked, right? You just, you just stir up this hunger and this hope for something, believing to receive it, no matter what it is. It could be a job that you want. It could be a person you want to be in a relationship with. It could be, you know, several different things that we can tend to chase after in life, but I believe we often need to slow down and question and do what I call a hope inventory. It's kind of like asking, hey, where did, where did these things come from? Why am I hoping for this? And, and I'll give you a few questions to, to break that inventory down. And it would sound something like this. Why am I hoping for this thing to happen in my life? Why do I want this? Did this hope generate or originate due to something that I need or something that I want? And I'm not saying it's bad. But these, asking these questions is very helpful to understand whether or not this is a hope that we should be believing in. Did this hope come out of a comparison I made with myself between myself and someone else? Really good question here. Is this God's will for my life? And lastly, if I get this thing I'm hoping for, will it bring glory and honor to the Lord? Now, listen, only you can answer those questions. I, I would give you one answer, and that's if your hope is coming from a comparison 
between you and someone else, you probably need to hit the brakes on that thing. You don't, it's because, because we can carry over into something called coveting. And coveting is when you look at someone else and it stirs a jealousy in you that you want what someone else has. That's not how God gives us the hopes that he wants us to believe in and aspire for. He wants us to hope for things that are in alignment with his purpose for our lives. Things that are in alignment with his calling for your life. Things that are in alignment with a way of living life that brings him glory. I'm reminded of Jesus saying multiple times in scripture, I only do the things I see the father doing, right? So you you give this, you got this image of Jesus walking out his life and his ministry with this image in his mind of what the father has placed before him. So he's hoping for things through his life, through his ministry, that are things that have been planted even in the heart of Jesus by his father. And so it's an example for us to live by. We shouldn't chase after everything the world dangles in front of us, like like that carrot dangling in front of us and saying, you know, aspire for this. You can do this. You can achieve this. I can tell you this. I can't achieve everything. Years ago, growing up on the south side of Chicago, I wanted to be Michael Jordan. I was one of the kids in the 90s. The Gatorade song was locked in like Mike. If I could be like Mike, I wanted to be like Mike. Well, I'm like 5'11 and three quarters. Okay, so I am not six foot six. I cannot jump out the gym. I'm a I'm a okay basketball player, but it didn't take me very long to realize that um, a professional basketball player was not what God had called me to. It was fun to aspire for it and to and to you know dream big and 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 play basketball and all of that. But as I got older and started to understand more about who God called me to be, then my hopes started to shift from things that were, if I could put it this way, immature, which was, I guess, appropriate for, you know, those young ages. I mean, we we all grow and we learn. But as I got older and as I matured more, I started to recognize and sense that God had a call on my life for ministry. What is it that you sense that God has called you to? And so it's really important that you take all the other factors out of it, because sometimes people may see something in you that that and hope something for you that doesn't align with God's will for your life. So you have to have the courage. You have to have the humility. You have to have the focus to say, I want my hopes to align with the expectation of what God says he wants to do in my life. Those things he has called me to. So that being said, I hope that your hope is in 100 percent alignment with God's will for your life, his purpose for the gifts and the callings that he has placed on the inside of you. So you should be looking internally and going, God, I want my hopes to align with the if I can put it this way, the seeds that you've sown in me to reach their full potential. I want these gifts to grow. I want these gifts to be experienced. I want these talents, gifts, this purpose to reach the people that they're supposed to reach. The whole purpose of this Factor Points Discipleship podcast is discipleship. So my gift, the the plan here is my gift of teaching and discipleship and disciple, disciple making to reach your heart. 
so that you can grow in your walk with the Lord and your discipleship. It's my goal that you can look over your life through listening to this podcast, reading your Bible, developing discipleship habits, learning to pray, learning to worship, learn and serve, that that you can look back and see marked, distinguished moments of growth. You can look back and go, man, I used to not pray this much. I used to not read the Bible this much. I used to not really worship except for when I went to church. And even then it was awkward. I felt weird lifting my hands and all of that. All of those things that, that we're touching on in the Factor Points Discipleship, I, my hope is that you grow in those things. My hope is that you're not just a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word. My hope is that we can grow as a community and we can learn and do these things together. I hope that the conviction of what you're hoping for is greater than any and all feelings of doubt, uncertainty, fear, or failure. I want to say that again. I hope that the certainty of your faith that's that's being fueled by a God-given hope is greater than the uncertainty of your doubt and fear. Faith is greater than fear. Man, that's the T-shirt right there. I think I saw somebody wearing that, so it's already out there. But hey, it's true. Faith is greater than fear. Fear may rise up still, but faith rises up higher and faith is more powerful. So I'm going to end part one of this teaching on this note. And part two, we're going to continue with our definition of what faith is. And we're going to talk more specifically about uh, where we get our faith from. And how that ties into these things hoped for. So we've established today that without faith, it's impossible to please God. We've established that faith is the assurance, the certainty, the confidence of things hoped for. And we've established also that those things that we're hoping for should originate from the heart of God and not from the world. So I pray this has been a blessing to you. It's my hope that this series will be a tremendous blessing to your life. Again, if you would do me the favor and share this episode, give us a review and a rating on Apple. And please check out YouTube. We just launched a YouTube channel, Factor Points Discipleship. So there'll be some content that's on the YouTube channel that's not on the podcast, but it's all going to be discipleship. It's all going to be worship, learn, serve. It's all going to be teaching you to walk the walk and stay on point with your walk with the Lord. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Remember, God is here. He knows he's able.